Yes. <laughs> I'll just say hi to everybody briefly. Does that still exist? And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because we're not going to talk about the January 6th committee. Why? Because everybody else is, and truth be told, there's just way too much to digest right now. But I think we can clearly say, on behalf of all of us, screw you all, because you deserve it. Part of this is also to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Go ahead and introduce you to, well, who we've got so far. On camera for the first time in a long time and just back from uh, applauding like a maniac, Bridget Fitch. Hi. Good evening. You had yourself a good time today. I did. I went to go see the Kansas Farewell Farewell Tour and got the (laughs) t-shirt. There you go. Excellent. And off to the right-hand side on the coast, Unrenowned Tech, you made it. Hi. Yeah, and I'm excited, too. I saw my toes. That's... Okay. Already then. Do you really want to know? No, I started getting back to the gym. That's all. That's a ah. joke. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I thought I thought this was a, a, a Groundhog Day thing. I'm just getting worried there. Okay. Context matters. No, and do not drive on the railroad tracks. As your PSA brought to you by Groundhog Day. That's right, because you don't want to hit the third rail. Why? Because it's got electricity in it. You want to know how much? <laughs> Enough to push a train. That's right. Keep that in mind. That's, that's a subway, by the way. No, that's the L in Chicago, and that's running scared. Oh, that scared. one's electrified? Okay. That's running scared. That's 1980. Uh, gotcha. <sighs> oh, I haven't watched that 80, in forever. 80, 80. Damn, you're going to have to look it up for me. I think it was 86. I could be wrong. I don't remember. All I remember is that I freaking miss Gregory Hines. Gregory Hines. I, I know that you're long dead at this point, but... Running Scared sorry. was 1986. By the way, they uh, they did a remake I know. in 2006. I know, I know. But, you know, be that what is this amazing. Anyway, yeah. so of course, as always, everybody, thank you for joining Holy us. Holy awesome. It, true. Um, it's good to have you with us. And, of course, if you join us while we record on YouTube, you can be in the live chat, which is over here for me, which for you on the screen should be over there. I, I think I'm not looking at, at the YouTube right now. So it's, it, it is the way that it is. So, uh, Stephanie, good morning. Phyllis. Hi. Good to have you guys. Uh, to, uh, tonight, uh, this morning, I am trying out Sangria Signorial which is billed as a sparkling, non-alcoholic sangria, natural and artificial flavor. Why? For no other reason that I saw it on a store shelf and I'm just like, you know what? Eh, why not? It's It doesn't have alcohol, which, as you might remember, I'm kind of trying to avoid doing any beers for a while or alcohols mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, it's I don't know that it's been helping with my sleeping, but at the same time, I don't know that it's been hurting necessarily but is what it is 
Now, uh, I was telling the guys just a, a little bit before we got on the uh, before we got on the show that at the store we did see a um, a Guinness Zero on the shelf, which is Guinness. Uh, I forget what it was billed as. I, I took a picture of it. I didn't post it yet, but it's supposed to be a Guinness Zero alcohol. And uh, Tech, your your comment about it was. More than likely, it has to be regulated. Um, back in the day, uh, a company came out with a beer called O'Doul's. Mm-hmm. I remember. Um, O'Doul's was zero alcohol. That was the marketing. But it contained a minute quantity of alcohol in caused by the uh, brewing process. And then they extracted the alcohol, right? The problem is, is the extraction process was not perfect, and therefore it's so qualified as beer. So if you went to a restaurant, if you went to a liquor store and you wanted an O'Doul's, well, you need to cough up some ID and show you're 21 or over. Yeah. Now this was back in, this was back in what, the nineties. Yeah. So that's like 30 years ago. They may have since oh, changed God. the laws. The nineties was 30 years. You're freaking killing me, man. You're welcome. <laughs> But anyway, they may have changed the laws since then. They may not. They may have kept it the same and said, nope, it's still an alcohol product, much like a cigarette lighter is a tobacco product, even though it contains no tobacco nor nicotine. Yes. In certain states, lighters and other paraphernalia related to tobacco are considered tobacco products and sold under the same restrictions as other tobacco products. I'm I'm not giving you weird looks about that. Uh, I'm actually giving weird looks because um, Felis went ahead and and, and said, uh, no, sorry, Stephanie had said, uh, your camera is showing stuff reversed. That explains it all. I don't know why. Uh, I had intentionally set my camera so that it is um, correct for the YouTube viewers, um, which unfortunately ends up being backwards for us on on um discord so All right, so so here, here's how it looks for me when i have youtube open um i'm looking oh. at bridget's feed in discord mm-hmm. and bridget's feed in youtube and it's the same yeah mine okay? is but when i look at yours yours is flip-flopped yeah <laughs> yeah so that's by the way that's I, I, miss, I, 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 I miss i misspoke um Lighters were not uh, in the city that I had visited uh, where they had done the law. No, they had not said that the, the lighters were tobacco products. They were tobacco-related uh, paraphernalia. And so they sold them under the same as the tobacco rules. Yeah, probably the same as what they do with hookahs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me. It, I'm sorry. I did misspeak earlier. Um, the phrasing is all because of lawyers and, mm-hmm. um, imagine that, but yeah, a duels, I couldn't go, you know, I, we tried several times. Um, we went out to eat, we went to really good places that, you know, knew my family and, you know, Hey, can you get, they had a duels on the menu. It's like, Hey, can you get in a duels? He's not 21. Yeah, we'll yeah. uh we'll they'll lose their liquor license. That was the phrase. Yeah, I'll I'll you know what? The next time we go out to the uh to the store, I'll ask just to see what they say. Just for the hell of it. 
I'm I'm obviously not going to hold anybody to it, but uh, I'm really interested to know. Oh yes. Um, you know the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. They're they're a fickle mistress. Yeah. You know they'll get somebody on the tiniest thing, and you'd think you killed somebody's sister. The way they would treat it. I mean, I understand. You know, going after gun runners and somebody who's making moonshine that's actually making people go blind and shit like that. But, you know, when a reputable company makes a reputable product and they're like, hey, look, we're making this so people can have beer, but without the alcohol, you know, what does that say? The you, of- you made a face. Yes. The official drink of burritos. That's what it says. What? That little- like, like, like the food? Yeah. Right there. It says it right there. I never had a sangria with a burrito. You know what I've had with a burrito? Tequila. That's that's, that's fair. Oh, you, you remember you remember that uh, uh, that jalapeno uh, beer that I tried? That would mm-hmm. probably work. But there's only one small mm. problem. I will never willingly drink that shit again. <laughs> it was that bad, huh? It was. It really was. Oh God. It it really was. But you know what? Is what it is. Anyway, uh, and Stephanie with the science over there, the human body creates a higher level of alcohol than you find in these quote unquote alcohol free drinks. Yeah. Yes. In many cases, depending on the food you can consume, some people have actually have a, um, I know where you're going. Weird twist of the genetics where they actually get drunk and they have consumed zero alcohol. Their body ends up creating it inside of them. Yep. And they end up, uh, they end up, uh, uh, they end up blowing a uh, an intoxicated level on a breathalyzer. Uh, well, once it's found out that what's going on, they usually get a wave, you yeah. know, a, a medical waiver of all that shit. But then they have to really be careful about their diet, which they have to be careful anyway, because you really yeah. don't want to die of alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, a bad way to go. That would suck. Yeah. So let me get things rolling over here and uh, we'll, uh, well, we got stuff to talk about. Oh man, do we have stuff to talk about? And before we even get started, can I just go ahead and 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 troll for a compliment that I actually got a show announcement out before the weekend properly started for a change? It's two weeks in a row I did that, and I, I bravo, good sir, bravo. I'll take that. Bravo, I say. Oh, and uh, there's a classy hat. It's the same hat that I keep the wearing for Russell. Yeah, but it's take the compliment and roll with it. Yeah, it's yeah, true. It's just- <laughs> and I'm a two like, and I just noticed I I had I have not straightened my office. My right behind me is all crooked. I'm gonna turn my camera off because this you is. You know what's really funny is, is the fact that you said that your office is not straight, and I looked behind you and I was like, "Wow, that is immaculately clean." Oh, no, it's not. It's perfectly. It is fine. to me. It's perfectly <laughs> fine. Don't get into a nesting syndrome now. <laughs> Some people know what I'm talking about. The rest of you, you can... And now you have to fix the feed all over again. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. And I just go ahead and I just do that, and I do that, and I do that, and there we go. So, with You're five welcome. minutes on the clock, you bitch. <laughs> Your five minutes starts now. This week it's called Eyeballs. And of course, as always, it doesn't mean what you think it means in this particular... Well, it kind of does. Eyeballs is... Well... I mean, we know what eyeballs are. We we are it, as as somebody once listed it as when we are born, we are each typically gifted with two 
Model 1 Mark 1 eyeballs. And we have to keep track of them for the rest of our lives. Now, the problem is that there is also a slang version of eyeballs, which still refers to eyeballs, but it's more in the line of attention-getting. And that's something that ended up happening. We're going to end up talking a little bit later about where this eyeball thing comes into play. But there's a piece about it that really, really is annoying. Eyeballs typically refers to the retention of people's attention. I know, it sounds a little weird for me to put those two words together, but the retention of attention. Otherwise known in the news business as if it bleeds, it leads. It's annoying. Oh my God, is it annoying? But it is unfortunately, sadly true. How many times have we heard the term rubbernecker and known exactly what it means? Anybody who's over a certain age would remember hearing that because you used to listen to the radio to get the traffic reports. Not that they really do that anymore because it's all inbound and outbound traffic at all day, all night anyway. But the point is, there are times where groups will specifically use whatever they can in order to keep and retain people's attention. That's why advertising is the way that it is. You know, you, you want to you wanna have something that's, you know, grand whoop-de-doo and, and attention grabbing and, you know, Michael Bay levels of explosions, even if it's just a, a thing for scrubbing bubbles. Anything that works to keep people's attention. Which is why so many of these advertisements, especially if there's a phone number involved, they use a very specific pattern. And after a while, you get used to it. They repeat the phone number three times. That's supposed to be a thing to get you to retain the phone number. Me? I remember the phone number from when I was a kid. We had two different ones. I barely remember my own sometimes anymore. But the biggest problem of it is that now translates into advertising dollars. We have complained before about the 24-hour news cycle, and we lay the blame directly at the feet of CNN. It's a great concept, don't get me wrong. The idea that at any time of the day or night, you could just tune in for, for an update as to what's going on at the news. Hey, you know, there's, there's something to be said for that. If it were presented appropriately. You know, if it was one of these things where... Like with local news collection. I remember as a kid, you know, I lived outside of New York City. So you had local news, which, you know, could have been NBC, ABC, CBS. It could have been uh, Independent News Network, which was uh, out of New York City at the time. It was Channel 11 WPIX. They're not an independent station anymore. But you had the local news reporting, which granted in, in a city like New York City, I mean, Jesus, you got New York City, you got the boroughs, you got Long Island, you've got up into Westchester County, across over into New Jersey, a little piece of Connecticut, a little sliver of Pennsylvania, but you covered the locals. 
And then at the end of all that, you, you know, you've got the national news headline for the half hour. But the biggest problem of the whole damn thing is that the retention of attention is no longer for getting people to pay attention, to learn what's going on. Now it's used for a very simple reason. Ad revenue. News dissemination should not be a for-profit. It simply shouldn't. And because of that, we have people who are employed simply to make sure that eyeballs are kept at all costs. And the cost is being able to retain the information that we're supposed to get, not necessarily what's been developed to us. This episode 408 on the docket, Your Honor, the ATM's running out of money. And in order to understand a little bit more about that, you're probably going to want to take a quick look over at the uh, the news article that's in the show notes for all that. And I'll explain a little bit further on that. From over the pond, Joseph, you've made it this morning. Hello. How are you? Okay. And you, sir? I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm, I'm holding together right now. It's good. To, it's good to have you back. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, you missed me on camera for like five minutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then she turned the camera off, and it screwed up all my labeling for everybody's names. So you know, thank you. Yeah, you bitch. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway. So um, the news article in question was about a group who is going out there and working on. Uh, killing off the siphon of money going to these groups that are trying to disseminate disinformation and um, right-wing think tanks that are uh, stirring up the masses the bad way of stirring up the masses, like fomenting um, riots. And I have to remind myself that the, the word is fomenting, not fomenting. I keep screwing that up and I don't know why. I don't know where that happened in my head, but it's, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm happy for them. And we're going to kind of talk about the, what some would consider the underhanded methodology and the censoring of organizations, or at least that's the way it's been described by some of these who are on the the wrong side of how these folks are working, and they're doing a good job so far from what I've seen. So before we get to the uh, the full on, we've got the horrible scopes to take care of. So let's go ahead and take care of that. So for those of you who know what your astrological sign is, cool. Those of you that don't, doesn't matter. You're you're. It's not going to make any kind of a difference. I'll get you rolling. Aries, quick trivia question for you. Which came first? The patent for the electric printing telegraph, otherwise known as the fax today, or the standardization of SOS as a worldwide distress call? As a clue, Guglielmo Marconi, uh, tell you a little bit about him later, helped pioneer practical radio communications in 1896. So the answer is SOS was signed into standardization in 1906 
And the British patent for the printing telegraph was 1843, meaning facsimile predated Radio SOS by almost 50 years. Have fun with that. Whoa, mind blown. Yeah, Guglielmo Marconi, um, the reason why I'm, I'm like proud of him is that the first transatlantic radio signal originated from the township that I grew up in. And I had a picture of myself taken next to the, the historical marker sign that showed uh, on on this site in whatever the hell year it was, Google Armour Marconi transmitted the first wireless telegraph signal across the Atlantic and, you know, to where it was in England, I think. But it, it was... I wasn't alive then, of course, but one of those things. None of us were. I'm just saying Marconi was awesome and John dies at the end. Okay. It's ours. There are hundreds of you laugh, you lose challenges out there, mostly for funny events on video. But if you want the ultimate challenge, go to a dog park on puppy day and just lie down on a picnic blanket. The first time you're slobber licked by a half dozen puppies at once, you will cry uncle. Which is all the opportunity they'll need to lick the inside of your mouth. And that is the, the real challenge. It's true. Dog germs! Dog germs! Sorry, I had a peanuts going through my head. Gemini, there's a reason why you still listen to and love disco music unironically. Mm-hmm. You're just hoping it comes back so you can be a session recording musician on a French horn. Sad to say, unless you form your own disco band, that's not going to happen. It's not impossible. Tower of Power is a group of session musicians who made their own band. But you singing and playing a French horn at the same time, it's not a kazoo. That is impossible. Answer, Moonchild. We have to talk 80s music with you. In 1981, the Pointer Sisters released the song Slow Hand, which had a speed of 111 beats per minute. In 1988, Tracy Chapman's song Fast Car was released at a speed of 104 beats per minute, meaning someone, somewhere, made a slow hand faster than a fast car Ironically enough, which reminds us, Ironic was released by Alanis Morissette in 1996, and at 115 beats per minute, it's the fastest of the three. And there's still nothing ironic in the use of that song. You had a good time putting that one together, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I did goddamn research. You're a music nerd. (laughs) It's showing. Your music nerd is showing. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Leo. And and just to go along with the with the whole music thing, you want to rule the world. You shut up. You want to rule the world, but what are you going to do with it once you have it? See, you've got these great grand plans, but only up to a point. That's why you need a literal partner in crime to help fill in the missing parts of your plan. Do you want to be stuck like Dr. Doom, constantly fighting all these do-gooders, when you know that your way is actually the best way? 
This week, spend your time reading every comic book you can so you don't make any screw-ups later. That is a true yeah. thing. Doctor Doom knows his way is actually the correct way, and everybody keeps fighting him for it. And, and don't monologue. Stop monologuing. Oh, God. Let the heroes monologue and then shoot them in the face while they're still talking. I am Syndrome! No. Oh, great. Uh, y'all are just too violent. Virgo, you think people don't respect you, but they really do. We can prove this scientifically by conducting a simple study. Just ask the people around you if they respect you or not, and then ask people at a train station the same question and tally the results. Our prediction is that people who know you do respect you, but most strangers don't. Results like this mean most of the world doesn't respect you. It looks like you were right after all. It's good to be right. Libra. Libra. There are a lot of devices on the market that are pure marketing cash grabs. Those advertisements that say, buy these plans for limited electricity before the man stops us from selling them. They're bogus. The six-inch cubes that claim to cool off a room in seconds? Just use a fan. And the tabletop clothes dryer that uses vacuum technology. Uh, the front window is cheap. Two millimeter thick plastic that would implode. Don't buy anything you don't need this week. Scorpio. They say if you learn one Romance language, you basically learn them all. Uh, you have been attested to that. You can learn Italian, French, or Spanish, and be fairly understandable in most Eastern Europe and associated areas, even Quebec. But if you want to have worldwide understandability, learn Klingon. It's universally available to learn, easily identifiable, identifiable by sound and tone, and no one cares if you have an accent. And if they do, just punch them in the throat. And that way they'll have a Klingon accent. Now, the funny part about this is I actually did do uh, some research again. And I found out, and Joseph, you might know this one, there is a dialect or an accent, I forget which, which one it qualifies as, really, in the north of France called Picard. Esperanto. Oh, Picard, okay. It's not officially recognized because, I, and I don't remember what the name of it is, but there is a department in France in charge of keeping the purity of the French language. Which means if you had the equivalent of a Brooklyn accent or a Minnesota drawl or a Southern twang or a Boston A, the equivalent of that in French, you would not be allowed to keep because they would correct you. Ain't that right? Uh, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> okay, I know something about <laughs> So everybody I, knows something more than somebody else. You know what? That's 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 absolutely true. Sagittarius, jigsaw puzzles are only fun to a certain extent. Once you've put it all together, what do you do with it? Do you turn it over, glue it into place, and put it in a picture frame, or break it up to do it again? 
you and Leo need to figure out how you're going to rule the world together because you obviously can't do it individually. Capricorn, we can't trust you on a trip to Australia. You'll be wanting to meet all the animals, and they are more dangerous than they are cute. Blue ring octopuses are tiny and look adorable, but they'll put you in an iron lung for three weeks if they sting you. Just touching trees is dangerous, too. And don't get us started on needing to flush the toilet before you use it to make sure there are no snakes under the room. Take your vacation to the county library instead. Those are all true. Yes. There is no embellishment in any of that, I swear to you. Everything in Australia wants to kill you. Yeah. Looks like I get to read another nice one. Mm-hmm. Aquarius, bribery occurred, so a nice scope for you this week. We're only just crossing into the summer months, meaning the Earth is moving further from the sun towards Aphelion. The best part about this week? It means we're still moving farther away from Christmas music. The worst part is that we're moving into afternoon delight territory. How is this nice for you this week? You still like NPR News and bought a set of earbuds recently. Use them together and you won't have any earworms to think about. All things considered misses you. It was an awesome show. I love it. I can, I can, I can still hear the, the horn intro for it in, in my head. So technically I've got an ear. God damn it. I've got an earworm from all things. Fuck. Okay. That was. Mm. There are worse earworms she could have. Yeah, it's true. Pisces. Here's your tech quickie for the week. You remember the TV show Babylon 5? The CGI was done with the video toaster by New Tech, an all-in-one drop-in card for the Amiga computer that was released in 1990 for almost $2,500, a little over 5000 today. And ready for the software install? The system driving it for video switching, character generator overlays, chroma key, digital wipes, and light wave, the, uh, what? the preeminent 3D rendering system of the day, and all that software came in eight floppy disks, a, a grand whopping 15 megabytes. Yes, megabytes. You want to impress your Uber geek friends? That's the info you want. And yet again, it's true. Those are all your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got, I'm not working hard enough at this. But if you want to ask for a nicer one or a nastier one for yourself or somebody else, all you need to do is get in contact with me to bribe me. And I'll have these posted online all over the place, uh, you know, Tumblr, Twitter, Discord, Facebook, at the end of the week when I work on the next ones. Yeah, I had a little bit of fun looking up uh, 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 the information about Lightwave, because my son was playing around with Blender, and I thought back to Lightwave. God, I miss Lightwave. I can't figure out how to work Blender yet. But, you know, I, I do still... I do still have my Blender for du shit. It's backwards, isn't it? Blender for Dummies books. Still, I haven't opened it in um, years. What can I tell you? <laughs> oh my god! I don't even remember when I bought this. When when was this edition? Hold on a second. 
Library of Congress number, SBN, uh, copyright, <laughs> copyright 2015. I, I haven't done anything with Blender. It didn't come with a CD at least. So, you know, there, there's that. Anyway, uh, did I forget about the redback spiders? Uh, no, no. But I remembered about the tree that you touch it, you will want to amputate whatever skin was touching it. Because that's that that's actually a thing. It's actually a thing. So let's go ahead and talk about this group. The link in the show notes is for uh, the NPR News. And the, the long and short of it is, instead of directly going after the advertisers on various groups like uh, that were supporting the Blaze or, you know, some of these other far right wing One America Now news, whatever the hell it was, I don't care what it is because it's going away at, at this rate. They're going after the advertising exchange groups. Now, what this means is instead of going directly after the advertising, uh, it, instead of going after the companies who have the advertisements, they're going after the group that pulls all those ads together and sells them out so that they can get paid back. They're, they're kind of like a, a, a third party distributor of advertisements, kind of like the same way that you would have a third party handling uh, temp placements, uh, a temp placement service for, you know, people to do a job. It's the same kind of idea. The, the ads come in, they farm them out, and, well, they're going after these third party groups and saying, look, your list of things that you want to support or not support is in direct conflict with this group that you are feeding advertising to, which are then getting dollars out of it all. Is that really what you should be doing? Because we're about to name and shame you. And they have, and they've done a good job. But now they're specifically going after Fox News. And I, for one, am all for it. And as I said, Fox News has now gone ahead and said, this is censorship and it's cancel culture and all these wonderful things. And one of the things that I put out there for Twitter and my last piece on this one is that it's not that this is cancel culture. It's not that this is censorship. Censorship comes from the government. And what they're doing is following the capitalist, the capitalist, I can talk tonight, model. They are looking for the money and they're putting out a better product. And if that means that whoever it was gets trampled on, oh, well. So, folks, let's start off with the nice and simple one. The idea that 
what these people are doing, the few people, I, I think it's maybe, maybe, I think, five people that are involved in this whole thing, if that. Um, A, is this, as was levied, um, censorship? I know, the, I know what the answer is. You know what the answer is, but we're going to put it on, we're going to put it on paper, so to speak. And do you feel that, like I do, that this is cancer culture, or is this just following the market economy. Who wants to open on this hand? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the free market. These uh, people who, uh, you know, say that they appreciate, you know, the the hand, you know, the however you phrase it, the hand of the free market. Let the free market decide and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just marketing uh, decision, you know. These same people, quote unquote, canceled the Dixie Chicks way back when. Oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. And they love to, uh, you know, get real pissy and boycott, you know, certain companies for making, you know, pride themed cupcakes or what have you, or red or green coffee cups. Or red or green coffee cups, or uh, what was another one that I saw? Uh, there's that that spoof account on, you know, Twitter. That's you know the customer service account, and I think you know which one I'm talking about. Where people will just you know some company or whatever, and somebody from customer service will come back and just like rag the hell out of whoever complained. Um. And I can't remember if it was Kellogg's or what, but there was somebody that, that posted something on Twitter like, well, that commercial with the two dads in there just made me so sick. I'll never eat anything from your, any of your cereals again. And, you know, somebody came back that was supposedly from Kellogg's or whoever it was and said something snarky that just like won the Twitter thread for the day, you know. But I love people who have enough, you know, they're, they're quick with a comeback like that. And I just wish I had that kind of creativity. But, uh, yeah, why is it cancel culture if somebody, you know, left-leaning does it, but it's the free market deciding when the right does it? It is funny how that works. Gentlemen, anything for you? You're, you're surprisingly understated right now. Yeah, I wasn't aware of this uh, uh, event. Sorry. You know, I, I I even put out I even put out the the information about the show days in advance this time. You had all are the they, are these the, are these the same people that did this to OAN? Uh yep. You go, women. You do it. Oh yeah. Matter of fact, I should really open up the article because I, I need I'll to tell you the best part about the article is the fact that the, the two people who started it, mm -hmm. right? The picture is very prominent of, of the two people who started it and they're both women Yep. and they're both very confident in their stance, you know, and, and the best part is everything about them is going to completely rub the wrong way. Any kind of sexist asshole 
anybody who is uh, racist, anybody who thinks women should, you know, submit to men and not, you know, whatever. And it is just, it's a beautiful picture. I, I love the fact that, you know, they're happy. They're not making any kind of fashion statements. They're not, they're just like, hey, this is us. And we are doing this. And here's why we're doing it. And it's like, that is something that people with an agenda don't understand. Is that those two women right there who started this organization are doing it because they saw a need and they're fulfilling that need. But the others that don't understand that are going to see them as, oh, well, they're just trying to make a name for themselves or they're just trying to get their 15 minutes of fame or they're just trying to shut us down because they can't stand that, you know, men are better than, you know, they'll make every excuse in the book as to why these women are doing it. when the reality of the situation is it's a necessity for the greater good. It's, oh, God, let's not get into uh, a hot fuzz at the moment. <laughs> the greater good. <laughs> anyway, uh, the greater good can, uh, 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 depending on what your greater good is, might be a bad thing. Um, well, as, OAN was not good for anybody. No. But the point, but the point that I'm making is that, um, you know, I read the article, and I'm I'm very happy that they're doing it. I'm very happy that uh, you know they're they're going full throttle with this thing that they know how, who to target, how to target, because it means that they're less likely to hit, um, you know, bystanders, so mm -hmm. to speak, the proverbial bystander in this. Okay, they're going for surgical precision here, of who is doing this, how it's affecting people how it's affecting the media and so on and so on and so on versus a blanket carpet bombing. Yeah. Because don't forget, you know, both sides of the equation are really good at carpet bombing their opposition into, a, you know, a glass sheet. Yeah. I mean, they're, I, what I see them doing or that that my take on it is, uh, since we no longer have anything like the fairness doctrine, this is a way of forcing that back in a way. Um, I mean, OAN needed to go full stop because I mean it was nothing but lies and propaganda, and it was influencing people, and people were actually leaving Fox to go to OAN. Now, if they can do this with surgical precision and take out you know, force some advertisers or Fox to drop maybe, you know, Tucker Carlson and maybe Laura Ingram or Sean Hannity. I mean, that right there would do a lot of good. And then, you know, hopefully force them back from the edge of being like far flung right conspiracists, you know, back to actual news. I don't mind that they have a right slant. I think there's a place for it, but Tucker Carlson has no place getting as much media coverage as he gets. And, and to me, it's horrifying that his stuff is being played over in Russia, you know, for propaganda. That yeah. needs to stop. It's getting people killed. And I think that when you start influencing people to kill other people, that crosses a line 
especially if you're you know, uh, claiming to be news. That's yeah. the problem I have. And Fox News is not news. They've gone no. to court multiple times and defended themselves um, by saying that they're entertainment the judge and not news. That they're an entertainment show. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now, two things about that one. Uh, all right. First off, uh, from from the article in question, in a statement, Fox News dismissed the campaign as an effort at censorship, saying, quote, there's no greater threat to democracy than the effort to silence free speech, unquote. Item number one. It's not censorship if it's a private citizen telling you to shut the fuck up. That's only if it's a legislator that is legislating you under penalty of incarceration of some kind to shut the fuck up. Completely different thing. So first off, the idea that Fox News or its parent corporation doesn't know the difference. I know. I know. Hold on. Between those two distinctions shows that they don't understand what the term news actually means. Second, I know as well as you all know, they know exactly what the difference is and they don't care because they're looking for, yet again, the eyeballs, as I was talking about before, because it looks better for them. Look at these people. They're trying to censor us with these people that listen to them not being able to recognize that that isn't what's actually happening here. Um, and as far as to the, uh, what was said before about not being a, a news organization, you're right. They have gone to, uh, they have gone to court famously in Florida, if I remember right. Uh, and their argument was that, uh, nobody watching their show would reasonably con conclude that what was being delivered was news reporting. Therefore, there's no reasonable reason for them to put any kind of a disclaimer or to rename what it is that they do, because no reasonable person would think what they're putting out there is news. That was their legal argument as a defense, believe it or not. And please forgive me for having my eyes closed. One of my contact lenses is not behaving nicely for me right at the moment. Oh, this sucks. Uh, and as a sideways to all of that, for those of you that uh, that might know or might not recognize, this week was the first primetime uh, tele televised showing of the January 6th committee to try to figure out what was going on or to put on the on the record and say what happened during the insurrection at the Capitol here in the United States. Fox News was the only U.S. national broadcasting group, although Fox News is technically not exactly broadcast airwaves, um, that did not cover it. Tucker Carlson was the one who was on at the time when it started and ran an hour straight without commercials. And as somebody put it, and I, I think it was uh, Brian 
Brian, uh, Brian Taylor Cohen and um, Farron and and uh, a whole bunch of others put it. It was because, and this, this, this is their take on it, it was because Tucker slash Fox News was afraid that as soon as there was a break in his attention with them, they'd click over to take a look and see what was going on and see the truth. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's delightful for me to look at what these people are doing. And like I said, they're going surgically precision. They're going after the group that is feeding it all out there because so much of it is automated now, you know, who, who does actual advertisement placement anymore? So it's all this automatic robotic stuff. One and for, thing that, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, all I was going to say at that point was uh, for anybody that thinks it doesn't work that way, uh, tune into Jack FM anytime you feel like it and try to figure out, do they have an actual DJ on duty? I guarantee you they don't. They don't. Um, but I will have to say that when uh, the J6 hearings, uh, you know, when Fox was carrying what limited coverage they were of it, they had somebody there that was you know, uh, pulling camera shots and working their butt off during this thing. I mean, they were busy. And I think it's quite telling that they had no breaks in coverage whatsoever for any commercial time at all yep. because they didn't want to lose any eyeballs to the hearings. And they did happen to get a couple of uh, pictures up there when uh, Liz Cheney was giving her opening and happened to show a slide of Sean Hannity <laughs> talking to Mark Meadows or somebody like that in a text. They quickly, you know, cut away to another angle as soon as Hannity's name popped up there. But it was up there for a second. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just uh, thought that was kind of um, interesting. Yeah, when when the walls get closer and closer, it's harder and harder to look anywhere except down at your own feet without seeing what's coming. Yeah, and many of their talking heads on Fox are being directly implicated. Mm-hmm. Last I remembered, uh, most news uh, reporters don't have literal direct access to people in the highest positions in government. Not on this a personal level, at least. This is true. And Trump was not taking anybody's phone calls. Nope. And he used to talk to Sean Hannity nightly. You know, uh, I know this is still sideways from it all, but what I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the White House staff photographer when it was all going on and all the photos of the former guy and company watching the news reporting on the flat screen monitors all together and having a fun, cheery time of it all. I'm waiting for those photographs yeah. because I, I know, I know I've seen at least one of them already. I know I've seen that somewhere. They're there. They exist. 
if there's one thing that I've learned uh, over, over the last few years, man, the, the White House staff photographer is someone you don't want to piss off because they will make or break your image. And there were some mm -hmm. moments that were, um, well, let me, let me, let me pitch this one out to you guys. Do you remember a couple of Christmases back the White House hallway with these red Christmas trees? <laughs> oh my gosh, those were so meme-tastic. It looked like something out of The Shining and they were just covered in blood, but they weren't. You remember all that? I do. And, and, and this is, you know, a shameless plug for Fark, but there are some creative Farkers out there and some of the memes were just incredible. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. painting a little, you know, photoshopping little mounds on there to where they looked like, uh, you know, some of the... The uh, Muppets, you know, the, the red ones that used to go, yep, 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 those. <laughs> the Martians, yes. <sighs> yeah, so, um, yeah. Yeah, there have been, there've been some great photos, both in the wonderful heartwarming category and the uh, not. I think these are going to be not. Mm. And, you know, it's kind of like having, you know, it's, it's kind of like if being a, a server in a restaurant, you know, a white person, white staff, they know everything. Oh, yeah. Anything that's going on in there, they know. Yep. So back with this whole thing. The idea of having campaigns against advertisers is, is nothing new. This is, this is something that's been going on for an incredibly long time. But this is the first time I can remember something like this happening that was so incredibly prominent with, again, you know, just a handful of people that are, that are doing this. And it's, it's, it's working great. And the reason why I was saying that, you know, this is, this is, the way that the free market economy works and that it's a, you're putting out a better product than somebody else is specifically for the name and shame part of it all. Because in this case, the name and shame is exactly what the put out a better product is. Our product is we're going to show off what you've been doing with your money, how you've been acquiring it and what your money is doing to the American people. You have a choice of either continuing on with that or coming back from the brink. Which one do you want to do? And it's amazing to me that these groups are, are you know, listening to them. Uh, by the way, as far as to, well, which kinds of groups are we talking about? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, some of these groups are operated by uh, Google and mm -hmm. Verizon. Two of the biggest names that are on the list that I can remember just off the top of my head without scrolling back and forth and try to read it quickly because, you know, of course, you know, why would I remember anything beyond, you know, I mean, two of the biggest names in telecommunications currently. I mean, that's, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, Peter Thiel's not exactly 
<clears throat> the the most ace person ever. He's kind of I don't know what word you want to use, skeezy. Sure, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, skeezy works. But, but I'm just, I'm glad to see somebody doing something, though, because, I mean, what else is there to do? I mean, really? I mean, you've got, you know, the small muckrackers pack that's, you know, trying to take down a couple of people like Bobert and uh, Archery Three Names. <laughs> you know, but... Those people deserve it, you know. No, you're you're right. Yeah, the last time I can remember anything that was this high profile, even though this isn't exactly you know all over Reuters news or anything like that, was when the oh my god, the fake Christmas tree outside of Fox News New York went up in oh, flames. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember if that was intentional an accident i don't remember what it was that caused it i don't care i think it was just absolutely hilarious and i'm just glad nobody got hurt yeah because remember that's that's the most important part nobody got hurt except for feelings because you know what they was were the outraged thing? they were outraged over it and said it was the worst thing that has ever happened well you know what do they say fuck those feelings yeah. Their feelings. I'm sorry. I got it wrong again. Jeez. Silly me. I'm just making sure I get it right. But it's all about the money, isn't it? Of course it is. It's it's about the money everywhere you go. It's not just the right side of the equation. It's the left side of the equation, too. I agree. I mean, admittedly. The the difference is what is being done with that money, you know, the the Democrats more than anything are use uh, the current Democrats because and not all of them at that either, but a good number of them are using the funds to make more money, and plenty of them have investments in things and are making claims and statements that don't help the general public. Like making the the statement to go back into the office that people should be going back to the office, that is hurting the American public. It's hurting it in many different ways. Here are a few: gas prices, rent, um, stress on income. Okay, uh, stress in just driving, childcare, childcare, and a bunch of other things. And people say, well, you know, you got to get the economy. But the economy was doing okay. And we were learning to adapt to working from home. And we were doing a good job at it. The problem is, is that the people who make money off of realty, meaning office buildings, were losing money. Mm -hmm. Okay. One of the quickest ways that they could have recouped their cost was to take empty office buildings and convert them into livable apartments. But that would never be done for multiple reasons. The easiest of them being um, it would take investment and they don't want to spend money. They just want to keep making money and they want to keep making more money, ever increasing, infinite growth. Uh, that's impossible. Um 
And if they did convert them into apartments, even if they, did, uh, you know, limited uh, who could get them, it would create a, a more available housing, which would overall decrease the cost of housing in this country. And in doing that hurts the other people who are invested in other branches of the housing market, which turn out to be pretty much the same people. So it helps those who are invested in the housing market, but not your average person because your average person isn't. Then you have um, oil prices, you know, fuel People blame the pipe pipeline being canceled uh, as the cost. It's like, no, no, the pipeline being canceled didn't increase the cost. Do some quick research here. It's not the pipeline was not going to carry oil that was going to be used to convert it into fuel. Okay, end of story. That's it. End of story. The Keystone pipeline was not going to be used to transmit oil for the purposes of converting that oil to fuel. That's it. And even more so, um, Joseph, uh, do you have any idea as far as to what the, uh, uh, the price of, uh, petrol is out your way? Oh, it's, it's, uh, they're starting to follow the American. Yeah. Model. Robert yeah. Reich came out with, um, Robert Reich. I think he was writing for the Hal Tribune before. But he was, um, and the New York Times, and the Boston Globe. But anyways. Um, yeah, he used to work for, uh, which ad administration was he in? Was it Bush 1? Oh, jeez. Uh, he was even in the Nixon administration, I think. Robert Reich? I'm not sure. But, I mean, he's okay. been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah, but he wrote, uh, he's, he's pretty keyed into uh, the quote-unquote inflation going on. And, um, yeah, um, you know, from times before we'd have inflations for inflation for various reasons. Uh, but now in, um, in our corporate modern times where most things are controlled by few, uh, it turns out that the, the profit margins, well, they're just raising the prices because they can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, their net income last quarter for Shell, a company that makes fuel, their net income was $7 billion. Yeah. That, it, that, that is up 25%. Okay. From June of 2021. So this same time last year, okay, when fuel prices were lower they were making less profit, but now they're making even more profit and the fuel and they're saying, Oh, fuel is harder to get. And yet they're, they're, they're they should be seeing a, 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 their, their, their income like dropping. Okay. Yeah. One would think. Yeah. One would think, but the thing is, is that this is happening with shell and Chevron and BP and Exxon, the four biggest ones are seeing huge profits in the billions and billions of dollars. Okay. They're, and, and that's because people are going back to the office. They're being forced back to the office by politicians saying, go back to the office. And then you have other um, 
you know, managers and things like that who are saying you should come back to the office. And then you had the Fed going, oh, by the way, you know, if you want to keep price inflation down, you should lower people's uh, pay. Yeah. The organization that literally prints the money for our government, which is kind of independent of our government ha uh, to a degree, uh, has basically told uh, businesses that you don't deserve the pay you're getting, that we should lower it rather than, you know, the CEO that makes 1300% more than you do take a pay cut, you know, like they did in Japan in 2020. Certain businesses in Japan had were going to lose their employees because of COVID. The CEOs took pay cuts to ensure that everybody that worked for them was still employed. They took pay cuts. Guess what? Those companies are still in business. The A lot of the businesses that just laid off a whole bunch of people, many of those businesses in Japan aren't in business anymore because once the people found out about it, they went, Okay, we we'll just won't do business with you anymore because you're not honorable. It's something we don't understand in this country is being honorable to, to our fellow human being. Yeah, as a uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it's more personal bubble kind of thing. You're not thinking to your fellow human, or you're only thinking about your own. Most people are only thinking about their own sort. But I've posted it a few times, kind of a cringe post on Facebook and. Uh, posted uh prices should come with profit margins yeah uh, and, as a, as a sideline to that uh i did pull up a website that has uh i'm assuming that the information is accurate and i'm going uh, i'm fiddling a little bit with the numbers just to just around the uh the figures that i'm working with at the moment according to what i've got over here uh gasoline prices petrol prices in paris by the leader is currently at, uh, as of 30 May, according to this, is approximately €2.15. And I'm saying approximate because it's very close to it. It's not exactly two fifteen, but it, it's, it's very close to it. Um, that comes out to... Now, hold on a second. That comes out to... Uh, US dollar... <laughs> that is equivalent in the U.S. per gallon at $8.70. Two fifteen a liter euro comes out to over, sorry, almost $8.70 a gallon. So for anybody that is wailing and gnashing of teeth and complaining about how much the Anybody in the administration in this country is screwing us over for gas prices? Yeah. No. Well, and the other part of that, too, is, you know, uh, back during the Trump administration, you know, Trump had talked to Saudi Arabia and, you know, told them to slow down their output. And they did. And what a lot of people here in this country are too stupid, and yes, I'm going to use that word stupid, to realize is it doesn't matter how much we produce here. It all goes on the world market, just like everybody else's. And they're making record profits. 
the president has nothing to do with setting gas prices in this country. And these people that were like, but we were so sufficient on energy when Trump was in. Um, no, all the shit goes on the world market. Yeah. More importantly, a lot of things that presidents do, usually, depending on how severe they are, but usually it takes multiple years to affect the country. <laughs> Sometimes they don't actually really start to take hold. Like some of the things that Bill Clinton put into place didn't take hold until he was out of office. And then the presiding president after that scratched through this stuff, which took some more time to, again, it, it took less time to go into effect because nixing something versus putting it into effect. There's one has a bigger delay than the other. And so scratching stuff out actually uh, usually has a slower delay. And, you know, Clinton, of course, got the blame for everything because that's what happens. You know, uh, Republicans always blame the Democrats. Democrats usually blame the, the Republicans, but sometimes they blame themselves when they screw up. Uh, more often than the Republicans admit their own mistakes, in at least historically, uh, for the last few decades. But um, where I'm going with this is there's a lot of things that are causing uh, inflation. And one of it is where, what is this money being done? What is being done with this money? For example, um, a lot of businesses in America, when they got money back, more money back in, in a stimulus package than they got in the taxes that they spent. But it's the inverse for the average red-blooded American. Americans as a whole don't get money back in terms of a stimulus package that exceed even meets, let alone exceeds, meets what they spent in taxes. Businesses tend to see that. Millionaires and billionaires tend to see that because they have enough money to use the tax loopholes by investing in major corporations. They have enough money that they can invest in so much stuff. They don't need cash on hand because everything's on credit. Everything's on shares. Everything's on collateral. They don't have to have cash. So a case in point, you know, when I say when I'm one of those people say billionaires need to be taxed more. And by the way, Bill Gates, a major billionaire in this country, agrees with me. Yep. Um, Mark Cuban. In 2020, in 20, yeah. Uh, uh, and he's not a, a person I would actually want to be associated with because I don't think he's that great of a person. But he actually made a smart comment about the rich doing, needing to pay a little bit more. So here's an mm -hmm. example. Because we as Americans who might be living paycheck to paycheck, it doesn't really click. We Americans, on average, pay anywhere from 10 to 37% of uh, federal income tax. Okay? It all depends on what pay uh, bracket we're in. And when you get up to that 37%, you're looking at that going, man, that is a large chunk of my check going out the window. Now, in 2021, Elon Musk bragged on Twitter that he's going to be paying $11 million in tax. Bragged about it, right? And um, it was in response to the whole quote-unquote tax millionaire thing. Uh, at that time, $11 billion was only 4.5% of his total worth. 
his total value of all his money, all his bank accounts, all his investments, everything. It was 4.5%. That is less than half. Okay. In terms of ratios, less than half of what we average Americans pay in taxes. Okay. And in 2014, according to his tax records, he only paid 3.27% taxes. That's a third of what most Americans pay in relationship. Okay. In his next tax release, he is most likely getting some of that $11 billion back because of how he filed with relation to Tesla, which, by the way, in 2021, didn't pay taxes. But they made billions of dollars. Um, and I just it when people say, oh, you know, we shouldn't punish the rich. It's like we're not punishing the rich. We're asking them to pay what we pay. We at minimum, we pay like 10 percent. Well, if 11 billion dollars is 4.5 percent of his. OK, then I don't see why he couldn't pay 22. Why is he getting $11 billion discount and the rest of us are going, oh, you know, that $600 stimulus check we got? We have to pay $1,000 on it now because we got a huge interest rate or whatever the case might be, depending on your living situation. You know, why? Oh, it's real simple because they take their money, not necessarily Elon Musk, but the major comp companies that are worth billions of dollars and a lot of the billionaires that covet money pay lobbyists. They pay think tanks. They pay politicians to change the laws to favor them, specifically the tax laws. So now you've got this money that could be going to health programs, education programs, Better roads programs, infrastructure rebuilding programs. NASA, for great sake. <laughs> Na NASA. Hell, how about this? Um, mass transit that doesn't suck. Oh, that'd be really okay? nice out of If they want us back in the office, how about they give us mass transit that doesn't suck, gets us to the office in a reasonable time, gets us back home in, you know, in a reasonable time, and... You know, maybe better infrastructure in terms of the internet and the grid. Um, Texas, I'm looking at you, man. You, you need to start spending some more money on your grid instead of each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, instead of patting your, your wallets as a politician. But then you have groups like what this organization is going after. The groups that pay Fox News for adverti and advertisements to convince you that no taxing the rich is bad no uh you know we should keep allow corporations to file taxes as if they were a person you know unless it's inconvenient for those companies we shouldn't take that away and like no we should continue to allow uh you know exorbitant amounts of money to be donated by corporations and individuals to our fellow politicians rather than schools and infrastructure and maybe helping limit, you know, just how much uh, putting some reasonable restrictions into play on how much you're allowed to raise the rent on an apartment complex. Or how about this motor homes? You know, you have 
right now uh, you have an epidemic in this country of businesses that are going out to sites where they place camp, uh, um, not RVs, but uh, my brain just farted. Uh, I want to say motorhomes, but they're not motorhomes. You're talking mobile homes. Mobile homes, yes. Okay. Um, where not um, the mobile homes themselves, but the lots are being bought up by corporations, and then they're raising the rents on the lots. And yeah. the people can't afford the new rot, lot rent. But because they can't afford to move their mobile home either, because that can take a couple thousand dollars. More than that. It depends on the mobile home. It depends on the lot. depends on the state. Yeah, I mean, it fluctuates. It, it's nasty. Um, you know, that the whole misconception, well, if you don't like it, move. Uh, that's not always an answer, by the way. That's mm. not always financially feasible. Sometimes it's five to ten grand to move. I'm a home. Well, let's, while we're still talking about profit, just consider one thing. But they're we're talking about, they're talking about taxation. Um, just consider what's happening. I mean, basically the government's raising taxes to quote unquote, take back money that shouldn't have been taken out of the economy in the first place. I okay. I, I I see what it is. Uh, what it is that you're saying. The the terminology that you're using for that is accurate, but it it kind of threw me for a loop. And I, I understand what you mean. The the sorry. No, let me let me let me make sure that I've got this correct. As I remembered it, the way that you've described it before, is that. Profit that a company takes, especially excessive amounts of profit, and I know full well that the excessive is a nebulous term and could mean almost anything to anybody, but just going for a second, um, that then becomes the equivalent of a dragon's hoard that's just sat on top of. doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't do anything, it just sits there away from everybody else, and it's just stockpiled for no other no other reason other than just to have and taxation uh is a way of getting that money back into the economy so that it still keeps moving it actually makes things happen it it makes sure that uh roads get repaved that schools get teachers etc 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 if i basically got the right on that well, um, yeah, kind of. Uh, basically, all of my point is that uh, you know, excessive profit is um, it's basically taking from the economy more than you give. Everything that's profit is, you know, it's beyond everything you paid in overhead and wages. So you know, it'd be one thing if a company kept that profit um, with the company. You know, just for future investments. Um, I don't know why. Why not even a 
for a successful uh, season uh, or a year, uh, why not even you know divide some of that up uh, between the workers? But uh, that's not what happens. Basically, it's just um, uh, they're hover- the profit- hovering the- up all the money and setting on it, and yeah, they're not well, investing they're- it here. Well, they're investing it elsewhere. They're it's just going off, you know, hedge funds and stuff like that. It's just basically it's gone. It's money for money's sake. Mm-hmm. It's greed for greed's sake. It's how ca- unrestricted, unregulated capitalism functions. Unregulated capitalism literally destroys the labor workforce in favor of more profit. That's all it is. It's a it's a driving force to get more and more profit when left unchecked. And the problem is, is that the people who could put it in check right now don't want to because they want to continue getting that money. All right. Mm-hmm. They, it's, it's all greed. It's all it is. It's greed. And <laughs> rather than um, doing something good with it, they'll take a fraction of their greed Case in point, Amazon and Starbucks have been spending millions of dollars fighting unionization. Why? Because it means a little bit of their profit goes down. And they're willing to spend millions and millions and millions of dollars to defend their profits from their employees who make it for them. Yeah. And then they go and make statements of, oh, the reason why you're having a problem financially is not because we're not paying you enough to live off of. It's that you're paying for avocado toast for lunch, you know, and when you're when you look at like a millennial or somebody's bill where maybe they've got a $12 charge a month for Netflix because maybe they don't have cable television, which is vastly more expensive. Um, they, you know, maybe have a $400 a month student loan payment. They've got, uh, you know, car payments, car insurance, or if they don't do that, maybe they have to Lyft or Uber because maybe the bridge between them and their office doesn't allow foot traffic or bicycle traffic. Um, which is the case near where I live. So people who live near me can't bicycle to work if they live on the other if they work on the other side of the bridge. Um, otherwise, I'd be doing it. Um, you know, maybe they splurge every once in a while for that four buck coffee, and they tell them, "Well, stop buying coffee and avocado toast and get rid of Netflix, and you'll be fine." But their rent is two thousand dollars a month. You know, four times their car payment. But their rent might have originally started off at only $800 a month. And then they got noticed that it's being raised overnight from $800 to $1,600. You know, and they have 30 days to either commit to the new uh, contract or they need to move out. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no good reason that, you know, in, in my opinion, for Jeff Bezos to be fighting against unionization. I mean, he... Pays an effective tax rate of 0.68%. I mean, come on. Yeah. And How much more money does he need? And reminding you that over here in Buffalo, yes, I know Buffalo's been in the news a couple of times over. Unionization happened at a, a Starbucks over here. Mm-hmm. The people that were involved with getting that unionization were targeted. And oh, if yeah. memory serves, uh, there is at least one Starbucks 
that is going to be closing after voting to unionize at the store. But of course, that has nothing whatsoever to do with the unionization over there. That that would be wrong. Of course not. Um, and then Musk pissed me off when he's like, well, I think the economy is going to be doing bad, so I'm going to have to lay off 10% of my workforce. And it's like, dude, estimates are you are the wealthiest person on the planet. So why are you having to cut workforce again? Uh, you know, you're not hurting. You know, so what, what, the, what the hell? Yeah. If it was me, if it was me, I would do two things. One, roll back the tax rates to approximately 1940 levels. You know, back when, because in, in the uh, in the mid-30s, late 30s, as I recall, because, you know, remember, I love my old-time radio, so, you know, I, I look back on some of this stuff. The upper tax brackets, the top tax brackets were upwards of 95%. Now, reminding everybody, the tax rates in the United States are not, you made this much money, we're going to take an entire 95%. No, it is a sliding scale of up to this amount, we're going to take this percentage. The next section up up to this level, we're going to take this percentage. And it goes, as it goes higher and higher, you know, it, it, it increases depending as to what's going on. That would be my first piece. The second piece would be no company is permitted to hold as profit more than one and a half years of operating expense capital as profit. Anything after that gets taxed at some exorbitant level, like again, like 85, 95%. This way, if there's a bad year and a half run, you've got money to cover you. But anything after that needs to get invested somewhere. It needs to go back out. It needs to go into your personnel, into R&D into moving the money and, and keeping you know, money. unions are fighting for that. Yep. And keeping you, that. That's why we saw Starbucks and Amazon and Walmart employees fighting for unionization because it unions in terms of collective bargaining are notorious for getting the money back into the people's hands. Was there a period in the 1950s where unions, several unions did some bad things? Sure. But a union is only as good as the people that comprise it. When you're part of a union, you have to be active in your union. Yep. That was the first thing I learned when I joined a union was here's what they're doing. Here's what they're putting contracts out for. Here's what they're bidding on. And here's what I need to know my rights are as a union employee that I get to tell my union that I agree or disagree with and that my vote counts. Yep. Stephanie's also pointing out, and rightly so, in the 1940s, we were fighting a war which requires a lot of money. Agreed and admitted. But here in the U.S., you remember, we kind of held back a little while. And the stuff that I was, uh, the stuff that I was looking at and the stuff that I was uh, investing in, in learning about 
was, like I said, you know, the end of the 1930s. And the tax rates at that point were, like I said, for, well, as the example, Jack Benny, because, you know, I, I love Jack Benny. One of the things that I remembered learning about was, you know, the jokes that would happen on radio about, you know, how tax time comes around and, you know, how things work out. And, you know, I got it in me to try and figure out, you know, what was what was really going on, because he was one of the top performers for, you know, like 20 years, give or take. And finding out about how much was being paid once you got up over to those levels. Oh, yeah, that was that was quite, quite amazing. But again, I'm talking here in the U.S. Over there across the pond, I know full well. It was a goddamn shit show that was happening that we just sat back and, and waited on over here in the U.S. I know that was pretty piss poor of us, but again, none of us were alive for that one. But, you know, it's still stupid. Yeah, but, and I want to sh- I want to show something else going on with politicians and the money and everything else and advertisement. OK, we have Elon Musk trying to pull up twitter and take ownership of it and all that other crap you know and he was talking and, and certain people were talking about bringing banned people back into the playing field well twitter was originally trying to prevent a lot of uh, misinformation hence a lot of bans and things and yeah. here's the kind of misinformation i'm talking about you know and how some of it is allowed because of how it's presented so Senator Joe Manchin, or Manson, however it's pronounced, on last month on the 31st, made a tweet on Twitter, quote, by allowing Medicare to negotiate drug prices, capping the cost of insulin at $35 per month and allowing the importation of drugs from Canada, we can lower prescription drug prices in America. We must take action and keep the promises we've made for our seniors. And you know what? That is a very good statement. But... Here's where the misinformation comes into play. The misinformation comes in by what's not being said. What's not being said is that this same senator voted against the Build Back Better uh, bill, which Mm -hmm. had this in it. Mm -hmm. But because the Republicans didn't create the bill, he voted against it just because he could. And just because it's a us versus them game. And so this is where your money goes. You know, there are advertisers who advertise on Senator's uh, Twitter channel and things that he backs. Um, and what is that money doing? It's convincing you that these guys are the good guys that these guys are in you have things in your best interest when he's actively blocking the thing he's saying we shouldn't be blocking when you say to do jump to the left when when all the adults in the room are telling all the children to jump to the left and then the adults jump to the right the kids start to wonder what did i do wrong you didn't do anything wrong. The adults did. Now, what I want to see more of is you remember Pharma Bro? Oh, Martin Screlly? Yeah, oh, yeah, that dickhead. 
Sorry, I shouldn't be insulting dicks everywhere. Some of these, you know, oil executives, I would love to see the same thing happen to them. Mm. A lot of them don't live in this country. Oh, oh, oh. But some of them do. Why can't we get the whiteboard treatment against some of these? I would pay good money. I would pay good money. I love her. But, yeah, there were some Congress critters that wanted to investigate to see if there is any price gouging going on, which we are pretty sure that there is, you know, price gouging going on with fuel prices. A little bit. And, uh, you know, but the GOP just does not want to do that. No. They would make a committee. (laughs) They would make a committee. They would run an investigation. And by the time they figured it out, well, that was old information and things have changed since then. So we can't really go on the information that we found anymore. Really? So what you're saying is, is the, uh, the person who was shot to death by the gun five years ago, since now you figured out who it is, shouldn't bother prosecuting them because it was shot five years ago. Well, that, that, that's a gunshot victim. That's not oil. It's like, really? You don't think people were hurt by not having access to fuel? See now, really? See now, the 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 funny part of it is, is that that was sarcasm, but it was right, but it was mm-hmm. put out there in such a way as to try to harm somebody's feelings, and I'm all for that. So you know, don't 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 ever not do that. <laughs> I'm I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it hurts. Yep. Um. Yeah, the laughing. And, and to, I know to, that sounds I know that sounds weird, but believe it or not, people deal with pain in different ways. Um, and sometimes sometimes the, the pain is so much that even crying doesn't work. Um, I'm sorry. Have you met me? I'm talking to the general populace. All right. Uh, so. but these people that are actually putting forth good ideas and trying to help you and trying to put legislation out there to help. Stop blocking it. And then if they do happen to get something good passed and you voted against it, stop taking credit for it. Yeah, because believe it or not, that's all public record. The problem is the public's not used to looking at the record. And well, the public is, is in general too stupid to even bother looking. And that's they've got the attention span of a fruit fly and they don't read. And, and see, that's that's part of the problem of a much longer term issue and we we've kind of talked ah, about that before but yeah. what it comes back to on topic is, you'll see how i pull this back together again just whip this back in the left turn is that one of the things that these people have done is taken out groups that are intentionally putting out misinformation they went after uh steve bannon how much do we hear about him and the blaze anymore? Mm-hmm. Not very yeah. much. Uh, how often do we have, uh, let me see. What was, what was one of the other ones that they went after? Uh, see, I had, to, I had too many damn things open. Uh, Steve Bannon's real, uh, real America voice. Uh, Glenn Beck's the blaze. Sorry. Um, Steve Bannon's real America's voice. I got those two flipped. Sorry about that. Yeah. I, I mean, who wants to pay attention to them and actually remember their shit? I mean, I, I remember them because it's like, I remember pulling off the, um, you know, bandaid off of my face. Thank you very much. I, I, and, and, and I'm trying to remember this one. 
Dan Bongino? Bongino? Oh, gosh, I am. I don't remember who in the hell that even was. And you know what? It's probably better that way. Cut them out. So these groups, they get the money taken away. They have, if I remember correctly, they've also been ousted off of a lot of uh, cable providers, as I remember correctly, which means that they are now on a handful of streaming services. Um, I believe Roku has dropped most, if not all of them. Uh, AT&T's streaming services, I believe, still had one or two. And I know for, well, Fox News is still on, you know, other stuff. But mm-hmm. the question is, for how much longer? I don't so, know. I mean, AT&T kind of cut ties with OAN. Yeah. And you and know that what? that was their big spender. Yep. As far as I'm concerned, you know what? Good. That's, that's perfectly yeah. fun. And, um, oh, yeah, Stephanie had also pointed out earlier, uh, sorry, the, uh, the U.S. made huge profits out of the war, bankrupted the U.K. Don't feel bad. I mean, you guys did it to us first. So, you know, it seems only fair that we return the favor. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm making a really, really bad joke. I'm terribly sorry, but only just a little bit. Actually, a lot more than that, but I can't I can't stretch any further than that without cramping my fingers. Uh, the The idea that. One of the people that I would have loved to actually two of the people that I would have loved to have had on the show. Um, and, and it's still not gotten back after I put in uh, a, a request were the vlog brothers, uh, Hank and John Green to bring them on here to, to talk about, you know, the, uh, the stuff that they've done specifically for a, ter- uh, a term that they've used which is reducing world suck. Oh, I love that. And I really, truly feel like what this organization is doing, which is, by the way, I, I just suddenly realized we haven't actually named the organization. Uh, it's called Check My Ads. What they are doing is the long game for reducing world suck. Because if you reduce the amount of disinformation, especially the amount that gets out to the vast majority of the population, you have less that gets out there and takes foothold, which means better information, more accurate information can take a better foothold and will eventually batter back. Which is kind of the same way that things work with um, inoculating people against a virus. Hmm, funny how that works. Well, one uh, thing that I've noticed they're rolling out on Twitter, uh, and you know, they've had a feature for a while where if something was disinformation in regards to COVID or you know uh, politics that you could you know label it, and they would you know fact check it and, and stick labels on there and things like that. But they have rolled out another feature where people can do that to pretty much any tweet. I don't know if they're going to roll this out to all users, but I saw a couple of uh, tweets that were 
made recently where other people had contributed other information and said, no, this is not quite accurate. It's actually this, this, and this, uh, which I thought was great. And then, you know, other users had an option to, you know, rate it if they wanted to as, you know, this is very helpful because it's either, you know, a, a neutral source or it's a well researched whatever. But one of the things that got fact checked was uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, God. Yeah. When he posted on Twitter that he was, you know, proud to be going to uh, Texas A&M. Oh, God. And got called on that. And then he's like, well, actually, I'm going to whatever the other school was that's a feeder for whatever. And then, uh, you know, I saw a little fact check pop up underneath there that said, you know, well, this school is a feeder school to whatever. They have a, you know, 100% acceptance rate and, you know, whatever. Uh, I will have to go back and find the tweet, but the information that was included in Twitter was very helpful. I don't know if you saw that or if only a few select people can see that. And I'll have to do like a screen grab of it, but I, I think that that could be a good thing. I think it's in beta right now and not everybody has access to it. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was kind of helpful. Any opportunity to have fact-checking fact work is is fine by me. The only time I've seen it is with stuff on uh, Facebook, fortunately. I mean, honestly, I think uh, Mr. Rittenhouse should be uh, investigated by the Secret Service. Oh, he should. Because he recently went on a video firing that. off a mini gun. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Okay. And saying, come and, you know. Come and take them, Joe, was part of the text of the tweet. And verbally, he said in the video, Joe Biden, you're not coming for our guns. I saw that. Uh, honestly, combined, that sounds like a threat to the president of the United States. I don't care if it was Trump. I don't care if it was Bill Clinton. I don't care if it was Bush, any of them. That is a threat against the presidency. That needs to be investigated. I'm going to put a screen grab what I'm talking about here as uh, the... Uh Oh, and I wonder how um, much advertisement he's going to get, by the way. Context thing that I'm talking about on Twitter. But it's Could, this underneath. Uh, okay, I'm not going to be able to open that right now to, to see it any much any much bigger on my screen because of the way that everything is working. But uh, I Oh, can yeah, he's threatening to sue everybody, including Facebook, because he can't get a job. And he's blaming the media for calling him a murderer. But what this said on here, I'm going to read it out for the people in the audience because I can't see it. Sure. Uh, he was talking about, unfortunately, you know, he got robbed, and but he's excited to join Texas A&M in 2023. And then somebody put Blaine College and Texas A&M have a two-year program where incoming students may enroll in one or two A&M courses while the majority of their coursework is done outside A&M. However, Blaine College has confirmed that while Rittenhouse applied, he has yet to be enrolled. But that part came from readers on Twitter that did a fact check. Yeah. And, and uh, I thought that that was a cool feature that they have started rolling out where people can fact check things like that and add context. Good. 
I wonder if he's going to be suing Facebook while he's enrolled after he eventually gets around to doing it, or if he's going to wait, uh, you know, until after he supposedly starts some courses eventually at some point. Okay. You may not be able to see that. Okay. I'm looking at this. Sorry. Um, looking at this and it says, this is a pilot program visible to a small set of people. Context has to be found helpful by others to appear on a tweet. So you may or may not be able to see that, but I can see it. Okay. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> That's good. You're special. Um, I know that you haven't. Uh, I know that we haven't gotten any any more uh, on the on the chat from Stephanie. Um, hun, I really hope I didn't really upset you. I I was trying to be somewhat funny about you know 300 years ago of 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 crap that going back and forth i i was trying to make it if i made a really bad joke please at least tell me that much because i'm i'm afraid i may have actually pissed you off and i really didn't mean to if i did i'm sorry uh, i will if i did i will make sure that i don't do that again I'm nervous now, man. I don't, I don't want to piss people off. Well, all right. There are certain people that I don't want to piss off. <sighs> okay. Okay. Um. <sighs> okay. I will. I will. So we got a uh, we got a couple of minutes to to finish. You know what? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask you guys. Well, Stephanie's saying, in case you've not noticed, uh, if I don't have something relevant, I don't respond. Uh, I I I know, I know. But at the same time, uh, this was one of those moments where I was a little worried that I I might have angered you, and I I would sincerely hope that I have not. And if I did I, re- I really do apologize, but I'll. Don't forget, sometimes in the messages that we convey, we're bound to anger somebody that we really hope to not anger. And it could be from any number of things. That's true. Um, it could be That's the true. delivery of the message was interpreted in such a way as unintended. It could be that this might be the one topic that the two of you just disagree on. That yeah. that's possible, but y- you know me. You've known me long enough. I I can't believe I'm going to say it this way. I pride myself on being able to whatever it is that I want to say that I to what I want to convey that I can properly do that. And <sighs> there are only a handful of people that I actually truly want to piss off. Uh, Nephilim Free is one of them, actually. That's a, that's a name that doesn't come up every once in a while, and every once in a while it does in my head, and it's just like, we haven't heard from him in a long time. I wonder if he's okay. Do we care? No. Just a little bit. Well, would you mind a little bit? I don't wish him harm, but if he, like, quietly went away and never posted again, I wouldn't miss him. I... Right on the money, right there. And uh, Stephanie's got uh, one thing. I am one thing. I am not is easy to annoy. Mm -hmm. I'll take that at face value. Then, thank you. 
All right. Uh, got a couple of minutes before we, uh, before we absolutely have to hit the wall and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see about getting whatever last, uh, whatever last, uh, thoughts you guys have got now. And we'll end just a, a little bit on the early side. Uh, I'm just a, I'm not tired, tired, but sleep has been kind of weird on me. And, and later in the night, um, I've been getting into this really weird thing where it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Then all of a sudden, okay, I just started to run down. I have noom. So I, I, I don't want to push that too far. Um, tech, what, uh, what last item might you have? And, uh, and then kind of work, work from there, I guess. Um, you know, people say I complain too much and I don't offer enough solutions. So I got a few solutions, a few that are easy to implement. One, make civics, introduction to civics, back part of a high school curriculum. It used to be it was taken out because certain groups felt that uh, high school students who were on the verge of becoming legal adults, uh, knowing their rights as American citizens, uh, was a bad thing unless they could make their way into a college and then they were respectable people and then they should know their rights. No, every American citizen should, should know their rights. That stuff should be brought back to the uh, high school level again. In fact, you could even uh, parse it out over several years. Um, so a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. That way it's not one lump bombardment on people um so that's number one bring introduction to america to civics uh back to the high schools uh number two this unrestrained capitalism has got to stop you have many venues many choices of how to regulate it without going into heavy regulation you don't have to do a lot of regulation a tiny bit will go a long way in terms of preventing capitalism from continuing to destroy American lives. Okay. And you can do that by putting a few restrictions on what percentage of increase you can uh, allow um, owners, uh, property owners to raise the rents in terms of tenancy on apartments and mobile home parks and things like that. Instead of being allowed them to, you know, 133% raise when inflation went up, but nobody's paid it. A reasonable margin of difference between what a CEO of a company makes and what their lowest paid employees make. If your CEO is making $13,000 for every $1 that your lowest paid their lowest paid employee is making... There's a little something wrong there. Okay. And one other thing, quite literally, one simple fact. If somebody has a job that they've created and they need it filled 40 hours a week, but that person can't live off of minimum wage at those 40 hours a week, then that job needs to pay more. Okay, real simple. 
if you demand full-time loyalty and job work to be done from that employee, then you need to pay them accordingly. You know, it's funny that... Sorry. All I was going to say was that uh, memory serves, that was the Green New Deal back in the day. No, wait, it was the... The New Deal, no? Yeah, it was the new, the new Deal, not the Green New Deal. The New Deal. That's right. FDR, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yep. 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 <laughs> I actually remember some shit besides 80s. And the GOP wants to destroy the New Deal. Yep. Even after the, what, how many, 70, well, almost 90 years after its uh, creation. But um, I'd like to see... An economy, you know, it's funny, we're, we're talking about the value of a dollar and all that. And, you know, pace it, basing it on the gold standard or whatever. But why not base it on a living wage? Yeah. There should be some sort of, um, I don't know, organization or division of the government that decides, you know, what is a living wage in a given area? And um, and they could align, um, you know, minimum wage and all that around that, and also rent prices and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That does make for an interesting idea. You know, there, it's real simple. I know it's not the end-all, be-all of ways to judge, uh, you know, whether or not somebody's going to be living a, a secure and happy life, but the Maslow's hierarchy of needs actually makes some really good points, and that if you take into account as a business owner the secu- the needs of your employees, do they have a safety net? Do they have financial stability? Do they have a roof over their head that they're not at risk of losing? Do they have three square meals a day for each of their mem- themselves and any members of their family? Are they at risk of going bankrupt if they get sick? If you take care of these needs, you're going to have the most loyal employees possible because they're going to see you as the provider for them. They're going to give you their best work. Are there going to be some that are going to take advantage? Yes, you filter them out but you don't punish the others in the process. That's something that businesses forgot. They started punishing the other people because they got fed up with the other, with the bad apples. It's like, no, filter out the bad apples, keep the good ones. You're going to continue to rake in the bucks. You're going to have loyalty that money can't buy and you're going to profit. But they forgot that. They forgot that in the favor of unrestrained capitalism. Infinite growth doesn't work. Loyalty works. Protecting your employees works. Having them have a smile on their face because they want to be there. They want to see you succeed. That works. That's going to solve a lot of problems because, I mean, you know, an employer actually cares about that sees your work. It's an exchange. And um, when both sides are getting... uh, 
a fair deal. Um, yeah, well, you know, that's, uh, that actually, it's important for like even worker morale. I mean, it gives a point to their actually being there. Whereas uh, if you know that uh, for certain, uh, like, for example, if I was going to work for a web agency, um, if I do a job for them, um, I, I know for a fact that uh, the, the money that they're, they're giving me, they're, they're asking the client for three times more. It's just basically, it's, it's, it's exploitation. Uh, Bridget, you had put something over in our chat, and I think that's, uh, I, I think that's a really important piece right there. Uh, which one? The first part or the second part? Oh yeah, oh, I didn't bad. see the second one. My my microphone uh, thing is in the way. The yeah, first one. I mean, the problem that we have in this country, and it's not only just this country. I'm sure the UK also has some of this going on as well. Uh, is you know, what we referred to as vulture capitalism. And, you know, it, it goes to, you know, making obscene amounts of profit, to buying out companies to gut them and take the money, you know, to just all sorts of practices that I think are horrific. And... You know, during the housing bubble that we had when our economy cratered and just about took everybody else with us, um, you know, subprime mortgages were a thing. You know, it's predatory lending practices. And then when the, you know, crash occurred, we bailed out all of these bankers and these hedge fund managers because these banks were too big to fail. And, yep. you know, to me, if, you're too big to fail. That should not be a thing. We should not be bailing your ass out. You know, if this really is a free market, then if you cannot afford to stay in business, then you don't. You know, we, we, a lot of the people on the right, you know, scream about, oh, I don't like socialism and, you know, all this other stuff, but that's what we have in this country is socialism for the ultra wealthy. We give them these huge tax breaks. Um, in some instances, we give them subsidies in the billions of dollars, you know, in, in the cases like ExxonMobil and, uh, you know, Walmart and, you know, even Facebook They've gotten, you know, billions in subsidies. They don't need subsidies. They have money. You know, if you if you want to do socialism, then quit giving out so much money to the mega corporations. That's and what the socialism is in this country here. And capitalism on its, you know, on its own is not necessarily a bad thing. Just don't make it predatory. And don't do the, the giveaways to the people who don't need it. The, what, we have, what we have is here is not sustainable and it will fail. And you're going to end up with a tiny percentage at the very top that have you know, has left up all the money. And then you're going to have a bunch of serfs that are basically wage slaves. And that's all they are. And the people taking most of the money, siphoning it off the top, uh, we don't even see them in the media they are just like absolutely absent from 
all media coverage, all attention, even because um, I mean, um, you know, the faceless shareholders. Well, that that's where all the profits are going. Yep, and most of their profits are being offshored, so that way they don't have to pay taxes on them. It doesn't trickle down into the economy. It doesn't do anything. As far as I'm concerned, you know, as soon as uh, the company announces its profit margins, that, that the money's gone from the economy. It doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. For, and, and I'm so terrified. 90% of us anyways. And I'm so terrified that we're going to have yet another housing bubble. I see it coming. Um, you know, because these corporations have bought up all these houses in these, you know, neighborhoods that's jacked up my property values and my taxes accordingly and, you know, other places. And when it crashes again, they're going to get bailed out again. And it's going to be taxpayers bailing them out. And we're going to have a lot more homeless people. And who is it? Is it, was it Finland or... I'm trying to remember one of the Scandinavian countries, and I can't remember off the top of my head which one it was. Iceland. Uh, Iceland. Well, Stephanie's got it over here. Iceland was the only country to deal with the people who caused the financial problems. Well, yeah, but there's a country that, within the last few years, to you built more housing and decided that it was better to have people housed than to spend money on programs to try to take care of them being unhoused. And so they have, you know, like just a handful of homeless people. And if we did that here, it's it's cheaper to provide somebody a safe dwelling, especially, you know, some property that's not being used that's in reasonable shape it's it's cheaper to actually give them a place to live than it is to try to fund shelters for them and social programs and try to you know find some way for them to exist and you could be 100 percent certain that everything they earn is going to be absolutely going back into the economy yeah buying necessities and food and if they have anything extra left over you know then they might you know get netflix or get cable if they can afford it or what have you um, but there was a town in Utah, and I can't remember the name of it, but you know, they're doing an experiment right now of giving a UBI to people who are, you know, under a certain income and housing, and it's saving the money on social programs for these people because you don't have to have the caseworkers and you know, all of that. And if you have people that you have to incarcerate because they're too broke to be able to earn a living, it costs a hell of a lot more to, you know, put them in in jail and house them there than it does to give them a tiny house with plumbing and hooked up to, you know, utilities. And there's profit there, too. Even prisons are profitable. Oh, I know they are. I mean, here, at least in my state, they've got a guaranteed occupancy of 98%. GEO does. And if the state does not meet that obligation of a 98% occupancy rate, then uh, Indiana has to pay them money. So there's an incentive right there to keep the beds full. Joy. And those same people, you know, get paid $2 a day uh, to perform, you know, labor for other companies. They get hired out. Joseph, I need to throw it over your way because... Um we're ready over time, so. Sorry, I'll be quiet now. No, it's, it's not just your fault. 
I'm the ringleader of the whole thing. Ultimately, it's on my shoulders. Well, yeah. <laughs> you get the last word. But I've said my piece. I mean, um, uh, we need to... I think I think it was you, Susan, who brought it up earlier. Um, the your dragon analogy, you know, just sitting on hordes of gold. Uh, this has to stop. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 with you on that one. I'll end I mean, uh, sorry, I, I I'm for um, you know. Furthermore, uh, even. Concerning property, I'm I'm also for a use it or lose it. Um, you know, if uh, if a company wants to buy, for example, uh, or build or buy a, a factory, you know, and they're going to rent it out to a company, um, but the the landholder the landholder is actually going to put work into the place. I mean, like to maintain it and all that. Okay, that's one thing. But somebody just buying up property just because they have money, just because they're sitting on a hoard of gold, um, you know, it's uh, we're it's there's just, there's so much wrong with that. I mean, it just uh, removes the concept of property from reality, puts a price on it that's completely unaffordable. It benefits people who give a minimum amount of work for, you know. Yeah, uh, we could do an entire show about that. <laughs> Still a number of them that we're uh, going to end up that way. Let me close this off with this much then. Specifically targeting the original, uh, the original topic. I love this type of activism because it is non-invasive. It is not going to get you attacked on the street directly by a group of two, three dozen people all crammed into a U-Haul. Yes, that's actually a thing. Look it up on your news reports for this week. I love the idea of fighting where it hurts. You want to be a news organization you should not be turning a profit for that. Now, again, reminding you, I think that if you make a good product, you should be compensated for it. But news reporting is supposed to be for the good of the people. If you're not doing that, then what the hell is the point? So to all of you groups out there who are fighting the good fight, who are trying to get things back on track, who are working to reduce world suck from all of us here, just thank you. Thank you for doing what it is that you're doing. And we really want you to succeed because where you win we all win. Some people will see what I did there. Some of you are going to wince at that one just a little bit, but hopefully most of you are going to understand. Sure. Let's go ahead and take what it is that they use and use it right. Good luck.
With that, we're going to go ahead and close it for the night. As always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. Hope that you had yourselves a good time and you've got something to think about for the week ahead. As always, in the chat, Stephanie, thank you multiple times. Thank you very much. Felix, not quite sure where you are at the moment, but you know what? So long as you're safe, that's all I care about. So thank you for being with us. Joseph, glad you're able to make it. You have a good, well, you have a good morning and a safe week ahead. Yeah, you too, sir. You got, uh, I, you know what? Um, the computer setup that you showed, yeah, it, it may be evil to some, but you know what? I respect it because it does what you need it to do. And that's the most important part, right? What do you, what do you mean by evil? There are, there is supposed to be a layout, um, of monitors that's out there where somebody has basically said, if you've got multiple monitors and they're in this configuration, it's evil in this configuration is neutral in this configuration. It's good. This one is chaotic. Oh, right. Okay. If I remember right, the design setup that you've got is somewhere in the evil or chaotic area. I'm not quite sure what it is, but like I said, as far as I'm concerned, it works for you. That's all that matters. Oh yeah. 25% gain in productivity. Nice. Very good on you, but still a safe week to you, Ben. Yeah, you too. Tech. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get away with this one and I'm not going to explain it. Have yourself a nice, safe week there. I was trying to remember what the hell the guy's name was, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. You know what? It's, um, the hell was his name? I can't remember his name. You know what? Doesn't matter. Have a great week. Um, I know what's going to happen. After we get done with the show, I'm going to be able to remember it because I'm going to be able to Google it. (laughs) (laughs) You take care of yourself. Um, Yeah, I'm probably going to get away with it because I'm tired and I don't know what you're talking about it. And you have a great week, too. God, I can't, I can't, I can't even Google it quick enough. Mm. There it is. I will, I, I, I will type it for, for you and, and <laughs> just, just so that it's out of, it, it's not out in the open for, for anything. It'll, it'll make sense. You're going to laugh. Bridget? Mm-hmm. Now, bef- before we go ahead and find out who you're gonna who you're gonna say fuck off to, um, mm-hmm. Bridget did a nice for somebody at the uh, uh, at the concert tonight. Now, I-, I want you to I want you to go ahead and, and tell folks the the overall because I think it's it's really cool to be able to have an attaboy out there for a change. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I went to go see the Kansas uh, farewell tour here locally and. Uh, Anyway, I had two tickets to go see the concert, <clears throat> and my friend couldn't make it because she had another obligation she had to go to, you know, for family, and uh, so I had a spare ticket, and there was a guy, it looked like he was, you know, probably my daughter's age, I, I don't know how old he was, but he was out there, you know, busking, uh, playing saxophone, and, uh, you know, people were throwing money in the case and all that, and uh, you know, I listened to him for a few minutes before the show, and... Uh, Anyway, said, 
I don't have any money on me because I don't carry, you know, cash or anything. I said, but I got an extra Kansas ticket. You want to go to the concert? And he's like, really? And, and can I give you a hug? And so, yeah, I did got to sit 10th Road Center and go see Kansas with me. So that was very cool. Good on you being able to yeah. do that. Well, I was glad I was able I was able to do that. And I just, you know. Eh. So that we got the nice out of the way, let's go ahead and um I rem- reminding you that we usually set this for one name. It doesn't necessarily have to be one person. So who do you want to go ahead and single out? Gosh, it's a, it, there's a list, man. I'm going to go with one of yours, Shujin. Mark? Elise Stefanik. She's number three ranking in the GOP now. She's from New York. She replaced Liz Cheney. Oh. Yeah. I'm unfamiliar with this person off the top of my head. Great. Somebody. You should be. You should be. You need to be. You need to learn about Elise Stefanik. Great. But she's endorsing candidates who openly say that we need leaders like Hitler and has said Hitler. What the hell? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, she's from New York, Shujin. Um, I'm going to have to look this up because, uh, as most people will remember, New York is a very large area. Uh, I will have to do about as much research on her as I have done for the Horrible Scopes this week. Great. Thanks. I got to do homework. Yeah, again. she's a representative from New York and uh, ended up uh, taking over uh, Liz Cheney's position when uh, Liz Cheney got booted from her committees. So, yeah, here's a picture of her. I don't know that that's going to help. She is such a, oh, she's such a nasty bitch. And she's evil. I'll have to deal with that. All right, that's great. I'll find out where New York 23 is. All right. Any case, um, but thank you. Glad you were able to make it for the show and for the show. So, good Yeah, on me too. Folks, thank you very much for being with us. Of course, as always, if you'd like to join us next week, we'll be back on. I will try to figure another topic earlier, uh, early in the week. I'm going to try to see about getting a, a show topic, you know, midweek, Wednesday, Thursday, and not wait until the end of the week for a change. You know, try to try to see if that kind of helps us out a little bit. Maybe get some more people. That'd be really nice. Any case, all our information, if you want it, is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com, as well as the audio version of the show. You can leave us a voicemail at 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. We will be looking forward to seeing you again next week. Please stay safe, stay healthy, be careful. There is no such thing as paranoia when you consider that there's stuff floating in the air that can do bad things to you. Please be careful. So, till next time, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, 17 years on, I am still in love. 
Matane Fuji. I love you. I miss you. Dream with me. Till the next time we're together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.